0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa.
1: Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Ooh, bragging rights week. Giants, Jets, yeah, once every man. four years, we get rolling with this bad boy. Giants lead the all-time series eight to six. Jets have won the last two, <laughs> 2015, 2019.
0: Carl, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. <laughs> you know, 2019,
1: Saquon Barkley had his worst game of his career. He had 13 carries for one yard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was reminded about that by the media and Daniel Jones, the same guy that doesn't scan the field and doesn't see things and is hurried in the pocket and doesn't push the ball down the field. He had 308 yards passing in that game with four touchdowns and no interceptions. Giants lost the game, uh, 34, 27, but I guess way back then, Daniel Jones was able to see the field and he had pocket presence and he can push the ball down the field.
0: Yeah. It's funny how things change, man. The variables change in this, this lovely sport that uh, we cover. Um, But listen, this is a game that the jets want to stay in the hunt in their division hunt. The giants want to stay alive, stack another W and get ready for the next game. So both, both teams have stakes that are relatively important. This is not a throwaway game. I uh, expect the Jets to uh, come out and defensively play at an elite level because they are uh, an elite defense. Um, And they're difficult defense to uh, really prepare for up front, Bob, because they – platoon their players and so you can look at their front four and say okay this is what this guy does well you know what they do schematically and then it's the individual players like when you're doing scouting reports you can say okay scheme wise this is what they want to do and then you start to break down each and every player across their defensive front and this is his favorite move and this is what his go-to move is and then you got to do about eight or nine of those guys if you're an offensive yeah. lineman, because they just, and they, when they come into the game, there's no drop-off. I mean, those guys just continuously come at you. Um, one of the, uh, best cornerbacks in football in sauce Gardner, uh, CJ Mosley is as good as they come as a linebacker. Um, and it's so interesting. All right. Um, C.J. Mosley, I don't think he got enough credit for the job he did on Travis Kelsey in that Kansas City game. And he literally he literally shut him out, shut him down. He didn't shut him out, but he shut him down. He did a great job there. So I say that all, all that to say is uh, this team is no less of a challenge uh, from a defensive standpoint than any of the best teams the Giants have had on their roster thus far.
1: Yeah, they're really good. I mean, they got 13 takeaways. They're not good on third down, which would surprise me. They're not good on third down defense. Um, But they take the ball away from you. They don't have a crazy amount of sacks. But they're third in the NFL as far as creating pressure. They create pressure, Mm -hmm. according to the next-gen stats, on 42% is their pressure rate. And... They have a 37% pressure rate, which is fourth best in the NFL without blitzing. So they come at you in ways. They right. got a lot of guys. um, But again, you can convert third downs on. They've given up a bunch of third downs. They're good in red zone defense, only seven touchdowns in 19 trips. But Carl, I mean... This is a, this is another weight class game. Yes, is the Jet defense one of the better defenses in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Yes. As bad as the Giants' offense has been this year, their offense is worse <laughs> by every by yeah. mo- almost all the metrics. They're last in red zone offense, uh, six touchdowns and eighteen trips. They're terrible in third down conversion rate. Um, it's a it's a fascinating game because suddenly the strength of the Giants is their defense with the way they've played, you know, over the last month. And, you know, this has got the makings of being one of these lower scoring kind of games, doesn't it?
0: It does. And it is one of these games where turnovers could decide this game um, because offenses are going to struggle. Um, the Jets' offense is going to struggle. The Giants' offense is going to struggle a bit. So uh, just ma- just based on the makeup of teams, and I want to go back uh, to the pressure thing, right? Um, the Jets, you know, there are people that say, well, pressure doesn't mean anything if you don't get a sack. Well, one of the reasons why the Jets have 30, is it 31 takeaways? 13. 13 takeaways, it's because they can pressure. Yeah, I inverted. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's because they can pressure the quarterback into making mistakes. And that's, that's the impact of, uh, pressure from a defense. They don't always result in, um, sacks, but they pressure means you're, you're, you're forcing bad decisions by a quarterback or hurrying decisions by a quarterback. And those often lead to mistakes. So, um, Both teams are going to have to do that. The Giants will have to keep the pressure on Zach Wilson. And the other thing they're going to have to do is when those opportunities for turnovers come, hint, hint, number five, you got to make them because they can make the difference in a football game.
1: I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back, bet is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week 1 all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, BetOnline is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online so head to the website today or use your mobile device get in and to me that's going to be the difference in the game right i mean can the giants uh protect the football one of the things that tyrod taylor does very well is when he drops back to pass and there's pressure moves around a little bit he's not sitting in there waiting for something to develop he's on the move Got to be protective of the ball when he's on the move because the Jets are good at knocking it out of your hands. And then the same thing's gonna go on the Jets side of it, right? When Zach Wilson's under pressure, does he make
0: some kind of errant throw? I mean, yeah, it, th- that is that is the danger. And he has done that in just about every football game they've played, but you've got to force that. Um now I would say you know, both teams believe in their running game. Um, I believe the Jets are going to rely on theirs a lot more, so that they could stay in the green um, and stay, you know, ahead of the chains as best they can. Um, I think Saquon Barkley will continue to put pressure on the Jets' defense. Um, they're going to have to commit to stopping them. They're a really good defense. I, I don't take anything away from them, but when you got a really good running back, and I, I kind of told the story before. It's like playing against a Barry Sanders. You know, you stop him and then you exhale. And then you stop him again and then you exhale. Because at any given play, he can break one and it, it gets ugly for you really fast. So that's that's the pressure that a back like Saquon Parkley puts on you. And that's why um, the Giants can't be um, really tilted, heavy pass, light run. They've got to get somewhere around 60-40, 50-50 run pass or pass run um, in order for them to really um, keep pressure on, on the Jets' defense. So you mentioned Sauce Gardner. He was in the
1: concussion protocol. He's out of the concussion protocol. He's going to play. Both corners are going to play in this game. Um, You got Jalen Hyatt. You got Slayton who are your deep threats. When you're going against a corner like that, Don't you have to, at some point, go at him early just to test him? Of
0: course. Right? Especially when you have a guy like Jalen Hyatt. Right. You you, you have to. um...
1: Because he ran right by
0: Sauce Gardner in the preseason on a play. Yeah, he caught him. Double moved him. (laughs) He caught him, yeah. Um, But the reason you also you have to do that is you don't want that guy to have a day off right and a lot of teams have decided well we don't want to go at him um then you're playing with one hand tied behind your back you're playing 10 against 11 you want to play 11 on 11 um and you want to run him run him you know he does pull he does tug they all do the cornerbacks in this league you can get your um especially if you got a speed guy on him um you can get your pass interference calls you'll get your illegal contact calls that gets you, that keeps you moving too. that should be part of your strategy as well. Now they have really good safeties, but those safeties can be occupied because of the receiving ability of Saquon Barkley, the receiving ability of um, Darren Waller. And again, you've got Darius Slayton. and let's not forget one Robinson is going to factor in this game too. You know, I was thinking about, I was, as I was watching,
1: um, as i was watching you know our, our we got a lot of great fans on um, that follow us right watch mm-hmm. the show follow us so i was watching um a bunch of stuff that our buddy big blue vcr put up mm-hmm. and you know he puts up all this stuff of you know it's it's washington week it's jets week so he's putting up clips of all these games between the Giants and the Jets. So I was watching, he put up a bunch of stuff yesterday about the 07 game, which was a a, a a really, it was a fun game to watch. Um, Kerry Rhodes had a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah. the ball out of Jacob's hands. Um, Aaron Ross wound up sealing the game with a 43-yard pick six to make it 35-24. Plaxico mm-hmm. had a 53-yard touchdown catch in the game. But one of the things that he was he was posting was Plaxico had 124 yards receiving in the game on the five carries, um, but the Giants were not shy with Eli Manning and Plexico Burris to go at Darrell Revis. Right. And Revis was the best in the NFL at that point. Revis Island was starting to be developed, mm-hmm. and people were understanding how good this kid could be. And he was fantastic even in the game. It's not like it was easy for plaques, but they made him work. So, that you know, that got me to thinking about being smart, but making sure that the guy has a day at the office as opposed
0: to giving him a day off. Yeah, you, I, you do have to do that. And you also want to make him tackle. You want to make cornerbacks tackle as well.
1: Revis was, that's one of the things that made Revis great, right? He was yeah. a tremendous two-way corner. Uh not only was he a great cover guy, but he tackled people. He wasn't scared to mix it up by any stretch. He wasn't doing the old Olay, hoping to get the the guy down or shoulder. He was like going in there and hitting him. Yeah. Uh
0: but you do have to do that. You wanted to attack uh the perimeter of defenses. You want to be able to get somebody on the corner to see if you can get the corners uh involved in making tackles because that also uh the more physical you make it that's more they have to worry about. Um yeah, but you know, the, the rivalry is not what it used to be, um, in terms of hatred for your opponent, you know, inter interleague, um, uh, big brother, little brother, who's gonna come out on top, that type of thing. And it used to be called the Snoopy Bowl, didn't
1: it? Yes, it was called the Snoopy Bowl there for a while. Um uh, yeah. but I
0: think I think Met Life
1: has since discontinued uh, its relationship with the Peanuts character and Snoopy, which is why it's not called the Snoopy Bowl anymore.
0: Mm.
1: I don't think think MetLife has any ties anymore to uh, that brand.
0: The Jet Giant player relationships... um, I think are, they're interesting because you you share the same town and, you know, we're in an age now where these kids make so much money, they run into each other and they're, they're all friends. Um, and I think even when I played, we had our share of friends, but we, we had disdain for a lot of those, those players on the other side. Um, and because a lot of them were POSs. And so, um, and even to their own teammates, they were pieces of crap. But um, you Gaston,
1: you're not talking about Gaston, are
0: you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of that. You know, I had my share of fights. I hated Mickey Schuler. Um, if I could, if if I could fight him off the field, I would have done that too. Um, Can I ask you what? I think it was from
1: the '87 game. What is it about you and Mickey Shuler?
0: A, <laughs> uh on the field pos you know so dirty short artist dirty um yeah and i just didn't like him and you know for the most part i didn't like any tight end that i played against you know i was never really i, I kind of got myself in a state of mind where you know i'm going to do battle i'm going to hurt you uh i'm going to punish you he was just exceptionally uh high on my list well there was that um, one
1: play where you're engaged with him and then he pulls you down by the jersey as the play is over. Then he punches me in the head. And punches that. you in the head so then you open yeah. hands whacked him back. And yeah, then you and got I,
0: face masks everywhere. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh yeah, that but you know that's that's Mickey Shuler for you. Um or it was Mickey Shure. I don't I don't know him. I don't think I ever know him off the off the field. Um but you know, that's the type of things you deal with with some of those. They, they've always had a few of those. Um, but that's what made the rivalry what it was, too. You know, um, and they had some really good guys that competed their ass off, too. But it was enough to really get you fired up and to really want to send them home packing. Um, but it's a different day now in sports. I don't even know if you can really feel a rivalry, um, the intensity of it that it used to be. But these two teams are similar. So there's enough in common in terms of their desire to be better than their um, co-tenants. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, they're not even co-tenants, right? They're co-owners. Co-owners, you know, right? I I think that was the thing. I think I, it always felt more intense, right, when it was They're timeshare owners.
0: <laughs> yeah, when it was Giant
1: Stadium. Yeah. And you know, there was the red light at the top that said Giant Stadium. You could call it Meadowlands, you could call it whatever you wanted. Yeah. It was Giant Stadium. The seats were the colors of the Giants. I felt like those games definitely had some intensity. Like the 88 game the 88 game was like ridiculous because if you guys win the game you win the division. Yeah. And a first round bye and Altune winds up catching that pass late in the game because kind of let that yep. one slip through your grasp and the next thing you know you're sitting on the couch the next night on Monday night football. Hoping that the Niners are gonna beat the Rams and the Niners laid down because they didn't want you yeah. guys in the playoffs. The Rams were yeah. terrible. And you went from you went from being eleven and five
0: and winning the division and having a bye to finishing 10 and 6 and not even getting in the playoffs. Not even getting in the playoffs. Yeah, but but see, this is the warning I will give to Giants players. Don't wait for the game to start. Come ready to play. Don't wait for it to become a game because when you play the jets janky things happen so come ready to play don't wait for it to become a game come ready to execute um yes you guys are fighting in the same weight class but don't slip up because they will hit you and knock you out um you you can't you don't want a dog fight you want to either you want to come out establish this is the game we're playing, um, and let them raise it up to your level because if you just come in there sleepwalking, you have a game on your hands, and when you play the Jets, strange things happen.
1: Um, You know, last week we had a lot of fun with when, you know, Darren Waller scored the touchdown. And it was their first offensive touchdown in 220 minutes. They hadn't scored a touchdown since – Matt Breida's touchdown run in San Francisco. They didn't have a touchdown pass since the uh, Arizona game when Hodgins scored late. It was 260 minutes or whatever the heck it was. There's another streak on the line here, Carl. Well, we made so much chatter about that, of the Giants not uh, scoring in the first half of the game an offensive touchdown. Do you realize they haven't scored a, a touchdown in the second half of the game for four straight, which is the first time since the 0-3 season, late in the 0-3 season, Jim Fossil's last year as head coach, the Giants have gone four straight games without scoring a second-half touchdown. Now, I don't know if they're going to need one this week. It might be field goals that you need to make in this game.
0: Touchdowns are good in any, <laughs> in any form. Um, yeah, it's safe to say that the Giants have a problem scoring the football. Um, some of it is their own uh, lack of execution when those opportunities are there. Uh, others, it just it just looks bogged down. That's an area that they have to continue to to work at. But then that's why you know the record is what it is. You get down there, you've got to score points. You've got to be able to execute um, your offensive line. Um, with to their credit, last week they, uh, according to the head coach, did not make mental errors. They've got to do that again this week, and especially your your um, mental awareness has to be heightened when you're down in the red zone, when you're down in the green zone. Because if you have a chance to, if you have a big momentum play that gets you there, you do want to finish the job. You don't want to have to settle for field goals. Field goals count, but if you can put the ball in the end zone, that's what you have to do.
1: Do you feel like some of the some of our fans out there? Some of our giant legion, because I had texted you last night. I won't, I won't mention any names, but like they're just trolling us. They're trying to get us to respond to stupidity.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, that's that's what some do, and you know, I'm I'm gonna just call them out. It's it's my, 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 uh, my pen pal Charlie Vac. Charlie is um, Charlie has proven to be. Harmless. He's a flamethrower. Let me tell you what Charlie did the other day. You know, Charlie. Charlie sends me these invitations to his spaces, and every once in a while, every once in a while, I drive by, right? So, um, it was. I think it was on the weekend. Charlie sends me one. I drive by the spaces. It's out of control. Charlie's not even there. I mean, but it is out of control. Charlie lit the flame and walked away. And so I I DM Charlie. I'm like, Charlie, I was in the spaces. He's like, yeah, he's got the New England voice, but I I can only imagine how it would sound. Like, yeah, I had to leave. I'm like, you invited me to some place and you weren't even there. But he lit the matching up. So, yeah, um, Charlie, we love you. We're just going to send you bouquets. Every time you do something crazy, I'm just going to send you bouquets because I know that's really what you want. Or... um, Maybe you could send me some New England lager or some L or a nice seasonal. Seasonals are great up there now where you are. So send me some. Some chowder. Uh, chowder is good this time of year. I Manhattan mean, Manhattan or uh, Boston clam chowder, Bobby?
1: Uh, New England. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, okay, here's a better one. It. I'm a New England Don't clam to chowder. Say it
0: clam chowder or fish chowder clam chowder i like a nice fish chowder when i when i go to boston I, I i'll go well this is when legal seafood was really legal seafood when there was only a few of them i used to go there just for the fish chowder
1: we should be saving this for patriots week next I know. month <laughs> I know. so bra- bragging rights giants jets um the Giants think that they might have some of these injured guys back. Who knows? Um, you know, Daniel Jones, how concerned are you at this point that this has lingered as long
0: as it's lingered with him? Um, so we often hear about car crash victims, right? Yes. Um, whiplash is a real thing. And when you look at, um, Daniel Jones and the hit that he took, he literally, I don't, I, I don't know what they medically termed it as, but it wasn't what he had before, but he really suffered whiplash. I mean, his neck snapped back and it you did. know, if, if you were rear-ended at a high speed, you'd be walking around in a neck brace for six months. That was the violence of, of, of what happened to him. So I think what they are trying to do is is to make sure he's healthy. He's an investment. So I'm not concerned. He's You listen to him talk, there's not, nothing that he's indicating that it's more serious than what it is. And, you know, he's starting to practice. He threw the ball yesterday. Um, but they're not going to put him out there and risk further injury. They're going to get him healthy. And that, that's what they should do. And, you know, thank goodness they have uh, Tyrod Taylor. Or else they'd probably be more anxious to get him back on the field.
1: Absolutely, I mean Tyrod is—he's uh, a luxury item. There's not yeah. a lot of teams that have item uh, a luxury item like a Tyrod Taylor that could come in right. and you know win a game for you. Um, how did you curb your emotions on the field for a game like this? Um, because listen, you saw there was me a fight, little, right? Yeah. I, I saw I you fight. <laughs> yeah, you didn't curve that much. Either. I don't think I curved him. It was a different time, though. They let you mix it up a
0: little bit back then. Yeah. Now, they, now they're just looking to throw you out of the game. That's true, too. That 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 one would have definitely got me thrown out of the game. Um, you don't. Like, you just come ready to play, Bob. It, it's, it's a game where you don't feel it around. Players have to come mentally and physically ready to go from opening kickoff. You know, um, because these types of games, playing against the Jets, it things, janky things happen. you got to be ready to go from the opening kickoff.
1: The Jets have beaten the Giants the last two meetings, 2015 in overtime, and then they scored the last 13 points in 2019 to beat the Giants 34-27. Prior to that, the Giants had won four straight. Uh, the jets won the two previous ones and the giants won the two previous. So it's been a, it's been a series of little streaks here, but I think you were hundred percent right. though. you opened the show though, the jets can stay relevant in the AFC. Um, they're three and three, they're coming off a bye. Um, Buffalo looks beatable. Uh, they could have been beaten on Thursday night football, even by the Tampa Bay bucks. They could have been beaten by the giants. Now they're, they're winning these games. And for the Giants, a win, not to put the card ahead of the horse here, Carl, but a win for the Giants puts them squarely back into now wild card conversation for the mm-hmm. rest of the season with the game against the Raiders coming up. So this is, you know, as, as we approach Halloween, this is like a very, this is a very pivotal game, as you mentioned, for both of these teams. So I think it's it, going to have a playoff-like atmosphere to it.
0: It should. Um, I think... I. I... I, I'm curious to see how many Jet fans actually get into the stadium. There's going to be a lot. The Giants are gonna. Giants fans are giving up their tickets to uh, the Jets, or the Jets are overpaying to get them. One or the other. But um, you know, crowd participation is important. Or you uh, just have Giants fans. Or you just have season tickets, right?
1: And. Mm-hmm. You, you're inviting your buddy to go with you who happens to be a, be jets a jet
0: fan. fan yeah that too i mean
1: it's there's a, there's a i mean i've gotten a text i've gotten i'd say a half dozen texts already from friends of mine that are hardcore jets fans they're yeah, like oh, i'm same. gonna be in the gonna be at the game on sunday i'm gonna be sitting in this suite uh i got these tickets from my neighbor who what can't use them because he's got a wedding or blah blah blah, yep. blah 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 so you'll you'll have a
0: I'm going to say you're going to have like a 70-30 split. Well, the 70 better be loud. I can tell you that. Uh, They better come ready to play too. The Giants fans, come ready to play because it's – you're going to need it. You need to make this a home game and not a neutral New York game. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of people calling me for tickets as well, Jet fans. you know, They're all friends, and we talk sports, but then the one game they want to go to is obviously the Jets game, so –
1: It'll be fun uh it's it's always a fun atmosphere it only happens once every four years yeah um and it doesn't look like these two teams are gonna be headed to the Super Bowl where they're gonna meet later this year so that's it for the next couple of years anyway anything yeah. else that you want to get off your chest here I mean we know you can't stand Mickey Shuler, that's for
0: sure <laughs> no that's it man show up ready to play don't wait for the game to start be ready when it starts um tell a friend to tell a friend.
1: Can I give a shout out to a couple of jets that I, I really like? Yeah. Um, Joe is a dear friend. Yeah, good dude. He's he's not part of that group that you talked about. Bruce Harper. Harp. It can't be a nicer man.
0: Yeah. Bruce Harper. Marty Bruce Lyons. Har-
1: Marty Lyons. Oh, the charity event is charity golf event and the and the work that Marty's done for charities good dude
0: um, So a lot of guys that we there's a lot of guys we like yeah, greg butto there's so many and even some of the guys that i didn't play oh. against we, we do a lot of the joint nfl stuff together and um like charity stuff and they're just they, they're some really they're good human beings over there you know they had a few but you know that happens back in the day but they're, they're you know class act these kids yeah, Nick,
1: me, Eli, and Nick Mangold have been doing this series for Met Life where we do there these talk talks, and yeah. Nick is as good a guy as you could possibly yep. come across yep. as well. All right, so uh, you're right. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back next week for the recap and enjoy the game, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Believe in Giants.